Hades and Janshu with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanarama. And that's round four in the books. It's been an exciting round, just to put it lightly. And it's going to be basically put down to whether you, one, if you own Paps, and two, whether you captained <laughs> Paps because he absolutely went off tries galore the melbourne storm putting a number on the bulldogs which you probably expected but some people were spooked with some weather you know in the works uh, and on the on the radar and you know i just after last week making so many last minute changes for me i had paps as the captain at the start of the week and i was not going to be moved and i kept it on paps and it worked out being you know the right thing to do um, we're going to have a guest on the program tonight. We're going to go through the good, the bad, the ugly, and we're going to discuss you know, some players who we're sort of going to be targeting. I've been noticing in the most recent weeks, there's been a lot of late outs. You know, I lost Bo Fermo this week, who was a lock and load, you know, to play. And we've probably been a little bit, you know, stung in the center wing position. Billy Smith was a late out this week. Amone was dumped and they were popular cheapies to start the year. And, you know, even the others in there, I had to play Cobbo, was forced to play Cobbo. The points are not great in there. Some light worries about players like Penasini. Um, you know, so I want to talk about some center wing people that we can target who have been consistent this year um, and who should be people that we're sort of maybe looking at getting to because I think that that could be a real defining point this year is if we're stuck with these 20s and 30s in this center wing, it's no good. We need 50s, 60s minimum, um, and there's a lot of players who are doing quite well this year. We'll talk about those with our guest, and that'll be the next person you'll hear on the podcast. And welcome to the show, Nathan, one of the uh, wonderful admins on the Supercoach Hub and one of the guys who's admin for the Supercoach Guns. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. You, you were a last-minute guest because I had a, a cancellation, um, which isn't ideal, and you have lost a bit of your voice. So we'll hopefully it'll hold up for the podcast, but I'll try to do most of the talking to save you um, having to talk too much. Oh, it's all right. Thank you, though. Well, you know, somebody put it very apt on um, Twitter there. You know, it's a, a case of three things. You either didn't own Pappenhausen at all or you did own Pappenhausen or you had Pappenhausen and you captained him. Tell me you were one of the ones that captained him. I sure am. <laughs> captained him. Such a great game to watch this afternoon. I was I was absolutely thrilled with the, what was it, 189? 189 yeah. in the end. That was That was amazing. Yeah. Ceilings are back. Yeah, well, I mean, in, I think especially, I mean, and, and the Eels absolutely cleaned up there against the Dragons. I think in these, you know, the matchups where it's top of the table against these lower ones, you can feel confident that there's going to be some high scoring from you, you know, you the ones that you expect. And I mean, you know, those those Storm players today, not all of them even scored very well. The Cheese was down. Munster, oh, mate, how do you score 44 points against the team to nil and Munster's, you know, low 20s for score? Amazing. Oh. Yeah, I, I had Munster as well. So it was a bit case of the good and the bad today. Yeah, it happens. But, you know, I, fin- yeah. I, I think I've finished about 1289 um, pre-last oh, sort of wow. couple of games updated, which I'm happy with. It's not without, yeah. um, you know, some lower scores in there. I mean, obviously, I was forced into playing Cobo this week um, with the late out there to Billy Smith. Um, you know, Schneider wasn't a great scorer. Munster, 26 from Munster. 
um, you know, so it was, and, and to Alagi, I was forced to play with Bo Fermo being out as well. So not everything went to plan uh, for me, as it probably did for a lot of people. We've had some late outs, haven't we? Like, um, you know, yeah. Bo Fermo there, and we got the Billy Smith news, you know, in enough time. And then we found out later in the weekend, Amon as well, and, and uh, yeah. Sloan dropped as well. So, you know, it's not an easy year to navigate. Um, but I'm happy enough with 1286. I think par, it'll all depend. I think probably that 1200s par for people that captain Pappenhausen and probably more like you know, 1100 for those that didn't. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, all right. Well, let's kick off the show. We'll obviously do our good, bad and ugly. Um, I want to do a little bit of a, a chat on some options for the centre wing because you know, I was talking to you off air. I think we've got, you know, your Cobos. We've lost Billy Smith this uh, week. We hear that it's an injury. It was a foot that he couldn't get through the captain's mm. run. So hopefully he's going to come back in. But I thought that Kevin Nakwama was pretty good. So it's not a guarantee, really, is it? We've got Suali in the wings as well. But it was a bit of a spanner. Um, and it doesn't look like the job security or, you know, it doesn't look like the there's a lot of job security for a moan at all now as well. So we probably should think about, you know, some options going forward in the centre wing. Yeah, agreed. Um, look, the talking points for me in the week, uh, look, just looking at it, an actual NRL point of view, I thought the refereeing was absolutely bloody abysmal this round. You know, I think it's you don't want to ever talk about refereeing and saying it's got going to have an impact on the game. Um, but look, you know, we, you got some Broncos in your team, they're running 30 minutes of, or, you know, Cowboys, you know, they run 30 minutes of a game you know, with a player down, and I probably, I mean, I probably only agree with one of those sin bins, but just the penalties too in um, the Sutton game, there was like 20 penalties. It's, you know, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't the best uh, week for officiating in my opinion. And I think, you know, I don't know what it does. It does definitely affect some teams who are on the bad end of it um, and which you can put a line through them having a good game of soup coach. Yeah, I think there was the Tigers Knights game. I think Kelma Tuolagi was robbed of a tri-assist because they called it forward, but it hit one of the Titans. That would have uh, probably made, 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 would have gone up to the 40s. But again, that poor referees, yeah. Yeah, it's starting to find its way in. You know, I think yeah, yeah. way too many penalties. Um, look, there's... Some talking points for me on Fafida, just off the top of the show. Is he a sell, do you think, or do you think you just hold him? He's getting 50, 60s, and he's looking pretty bloody average, or do you think you leverage him now with that he's worth some money um, and you sell? I think you're going to need to sell him if you want a shot at getting Nathan Cleary within the next month. Uh, I just think he's what? He'll probably be late 600s. Um, he's he's playing similarly to how good Tony Staggs is playing right now. He's not showing any motivation, but he's still scoring some sort of super coach points. But it's just not going to be quite enough to be worth the hold. Uh, you sell him probably down to uh, maybe a Wilton if he if you haven't missed the boat or Nanai or both firmer if he's back next week. And you get the 200K, you stash it and you add it to your tally for when you want Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree. I think this year, you know, I brought in Murray this week 
And I, I felt like he was the go. I know you could say it was chasing points, but I knew that the South draw was opening up and I wanted to bring in one of them. His B was five and I thought it was time to, to go was now. I like him when he, he's been yeah. playing 70 minutes after that first week where he sort of came off the bench. Um, and in that 70 minutes, he's going to get you 70, which is what he got this week, you know, and he got that last yeah. week with the 120 the week before it was a, a, a 70. So if he jags that attacking upside, it's it's upward of 70. And otherwise, I think it'll be 70. Likewise, with players like Yo, people who started with him, I think that that's where it's sort of leaning this year for us um, in Supercoach. So I'm probably pro utilize the money because there's some good, you know, some options down there in the 400s. You can get a couple of hundred K, you know, from selling for feeder. And hopefully if he keeps going along, he's going to lose money again this week. And, you know, you might be able to pick him up for the run home. Um, Turbo, he got a big score. I was cutting sick on the socials when he started off over a hundred. He was given an extra line break assist and line break. But, you know, that's it pays not to overreact early because those have come off in the updates and he's finished on, a, on an 87. Um he's going to be somebody that you target or do you think this year we're seeing, you know, that he's not actually essential? Uh, yeah, look, also he's got a slight niggle in his knee in doubt this week. Hmm. I think you've just seen Tedesco churn out, what, 90 and Pappenhausen churn out a 190. Um, if I'm owning both of those, I'm not selling them anytime soon. Turbo's putting up numbers which are probably on par with Tedesco and are still in excess of Pappenhausen. I mean, throw into that a potential knee injury and I just don't think you'll see Turbo at 100% for another month. Mm. It doesn't seem like a worthwhile trade to me. Uh, Buy low on him when he's at, what, less than 800 maybe, but you probably don't even need to consider him until after Origin, to be honest. Yeah. He's a run-home player for me. Yeah, I think you're, you're on the right track for me. The money I'm saving from Fafita is in aims of getting Cleary. I think with Paps and Teddy at the back there sort of, you know, churning out 80s and 90s, well, Paps, what he did today, you know, I mean, he's been outstanding, you know, for pretty yeah. much the whole year. I don't know if you need to rush him, you know, Turbo, and particularly with that niggly knee as well. So I think that now I can pivot. You know, or if you're thinking about turbo, you can maybe rethink it and just keep waiting for it to go down. That you're not going to get too much damage from the 87, 100. It was closer. You know, we wasn't going to lose as much money, but the 87 still sees him losing good money. Um, Stags, he he's not really doing what we want. And you know, somebody said a, an interesting point to me is that he's losing so much value now that you might as well bloody well hold him because. He's not worth that much. And and we could probably throw Cobo into the same boat. Do you think that there's sells now? I mean, the Cobo particularly, he's going to be under 300 now. Uh, and Stags, we keep saying every week what it could be, um, and it's not. So what do you feel about those two? I would sell both. I'd sell both. Of, I'd sell Stags to Coates and Cobo to Tail and May. Yep. I mean, if you didn't own yep. Taylor May, that's a juicy, you know, pickup for next week for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I already own May um, and I don't have stags. I have Cobbo. It'll be something oh, I've got Bo Furmore up there in the second row. So my idea yeah. would be to bring him down and just have a nice base, you know, one in there. Um, but I think that they, you just get him out because, you know, 22 from Cobbo, he's the Charlie Staines of this year. 
and you can't have him in your team. And if you want to go grey or lose your hair, keep playing stags, you know, because it's no good. Um, look, the captain's game this week was one where obviously we know Pappenhausen was the guy. Um, I know a lot of people, I even was half tempted myself when I saw the weather report for the Melbourne game to go to Teddy instead of Paps. But last week that absolutely blew up in my face and I was determined this week to just hold my guns and stick to everything that I decided to do during the week unless emergencies happened, which was both firmer out and stuff like that. I made those changes, but I stayed on my captain and it paid off. Some of the captains in there were pretty good. Um, 20% unfortunately went Heinz, which, you know, you probably thought in this matchup was a good one for Heinz, but Heinz comes back to earth, doesn't he? With a 44. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he had a very, very quiet first half. I think he was on one or two at half time, yeah. And then he's, come out and had a 42-point half. Um, it just it just wasn't the game. I mean, it was all going down to – it was just early ball to Sifa Talakai, and then Mulatalo would either reap the rewards or set up Talakai himself. Um, mm. it, no spine players did particularly well. The highest-scoring spine player for the Sharks was Blake Braley at 55. Yeah. I think that tells you all you need to know about this game. It was a Sifa Talakai special. Yeah, it was a blustery game. And and I think in that first half, they were up against the wind. And yeah, I think you basically got a whole half of no scoring for Hines. So that's, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But 20% captained him. Uh, it could be worse. You could be the 8.8% that captain Munster for 26. It's oh, unbelievable in a gosh. 44 to nil dropping. You know, Teddy, 6.9% was a pretty good score. Hass was 6.7%. Turbo was 5.8%. Um, Paps was the guy. All right, so let's move on to the yeah. games. Um, the Tigers versus the Titans. Mate, it was an awful watch. It was absolutely nearly – it's got to be worst game of the year, and there's been some bad ones. Yeah. It's like every week mm-hmm. the worst game of the year has been toppled by another game the week after, and this was it. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. It was just – it was back and forth just – Error after error, set after set. No one looked like they were going to score. It got to the 79th minute when Toby Sex decided, I'll just hit the post and see what happens. And sure enough, it bounces favorably and they score a try. Um, yeah. I felt no bad. one stood out in super coach. Yeah. No. I felt Tigers sorry for the really... old Tigers um, fans because they were, they thought they'd got one. It was such a vital win for them, I think, you know, and for coach as well. Yeah. But you know, they would have been tore their hearts out. No, there wasn't much for super coaching there. And, and in, in in turn, I had no goods, no goods for me in that game. I had a bad, which was Tuolagi, um, 29 points. We do, you know, you did mention that, you know, era from the old referees, which, you know, seems to be increasing, um, unfortunately. Um, but look, he... Mate, we got that 46 in round one, which he was done at a try assist in that one as well. But it was 32 in round two. And now in round four, because he had the, the round off, um, 28, he, he's, yeah. he's beginning to be a hard own. I mean, he looks good when he's out there, but we're not getting full games out of him, unfortunately. And he's yeah. a much slower burn now than we originally thought. Yeah, unfortunately, he had the concussion in round two and a shoulder injury this round. So I, I don't think it was anything serious. I think it was just a burner. I'm not sure, though. Um, it, he just needs to get two games of just four. It doesn't need to do much 
in the way of creativity because he had 28 points and a half without any major attacking stats. So if he can put together a couple of, I guess, 45 to 55-point games and just stay out on the paddock for 80 minutes without having to go off, I think you'll see his cash-gen kickstart. But until Mm -hmm. then, he's not a play in 17 until you see him playing 80 minutes consistently. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't play him. No, I can't confidently play him just with, with unfortunately, you know, the two injuries in, in two of the games that he's been in. Um, the ugly for me, I've put Fafita in there. Look, it's hard to say it's an ugly when it's a 53, but that's where it is. It's meat and potatoes. You're getting the same from a 400K front row. You get it from, you're getting it from Max King, you know, or from jo- Josh King. And for his mm-hmm. price tag and, and ownership at 29.7, uh, look, round one, it was a 60. Round two, it was a 54. It was a 72 in round three. And we got a 53 in round four. It's, you know, I mean, it's kind of feels like it could be a luxury trade to get rid of him. But just because of his value, you know, I think him. you would have much preferred to go IPAP to start the year than David Fafita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just, it's not the same game it was last year. And David Fafita's um, being... This, I don't know, it, it's been a disservice to his usual point scoring. Um, it's just, it's not going to, he's not going to reach the heights of last year. You look back to his 2020 scoring, I think he averaged in the early 60s. I think that's what we can expect from him this year. He had the odd game where he'd crack 110, 120, but otherwise it was usually between 50 and 70. And I think that's what we'll see from him in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I just think, you know, you've got to start making plans and you've got to get your bank where you can. And he was one that you started the year as a high-priced one and he's going to keep leaking. And I think he'll get down into the 500s. Um, yeah, agreed. Before too long. Uh, moving on to the next game, the Sharks versus the Knights. Um, it was a Sharks win. They've, you know, apart from that hiccup in the first round where the Raiders go to over the top of them, they've looked really good. Um, the good for me, I can't not mentioned Talakai. He's only 2.8% owned. I was surprised that he was owned actually by anything more than 1%. Um, but it was 108. He looks like an animal in the centers, um, but he's he's not going to stay there, is he? So you, you couldn't have him. Oh. No, and I wouldn't bring him in until A, he's got the dual flexibility back, and B, we know that he's staying there. I think he, look, he might not stay there, but it's very similar to T. Wilton. He's playing better than the guy that he's filling in for. Like Talakai, he's a much better option at centre than Connor Tracy because they just need that absolute animal out on that um, left edge. And T. Wilton, he's a much more uh, young and probably more work, high work ethic than what Wade Graham had. And Wade Graham's utility value could be a gold considering they're having to carry a half on their bench to be able to play Wade Graham off their bench who can cover the halves or anywhere in the forwards, I think so should be a luxury and that should be what they do long-term really. Yeah. I mean, he, he gave an absolute bath to um, what's his name? Gagai who's started the year on fire. So he's <laughs> a handful in the center wing. Uh, Hines was my bad 46% owned. He's in the bad because he was 20% captain, unfortunately. 44 points, but like you said, next to nothing at halftime. It wasn't the greatest conditions. Um, he's got some pretty good matchups. He has got a storm in there as well. 
I certainly think maybe people put the brakes on captain him. I know that was two tons in a row, wasn't it? So I think in the right matchup, in the right conditions, he's a good VC sort of option. Um, but he was a bad this week, unfortunately. Yeah, he was a vice captain and nothing more. I was shocked when I saw that 20% had captained him. I vice him. Um, and I think that was the right move, playing the second game of the round. He just fast captained them. You yep. don't take the risk on straight captaining them anymore. Yep. Partic- particularly when the cost is probably 140 points in the end. It's it's not worthwhile, in all honesty. Yep. Um, the ugly for me was Ponga. I can't believe that Ponga is 5.3% owned. I know that he was, he was up there with the elite a few years ago, but he's been... Bit injury prone since, and he, he scored nine points. Yeah, like he's just fallen off a cliff this year. I think he probably wants to get out of the Knights. Um, that's what my theory is. But hey, I hope he hope he plays well for Redcliffe in twenty twenty three. Yeah, and if you are part of that five, if you if you're one of that five point three percent, just get rid of him. It's I can't believe you've got him. Um, look, some honourable mentions in there were. Um, Mulatalo, the winger, tunned up, 104. He scores she have been pretty good. He's 6% owned or a couple of percent owned. Uh, and Nikora, he's still 3% owned. I was an owner of him and I got rid of him. Um, I started the year with him and then flicked him real early, but he's come back with a 66 this week, which for those people, the long-suffering ones that held on to him would have been, you know, okay. Uh, moving on to the Panthers versus the Rabbitohs. Um, the good for me was Taylor May. Look, I said last week that I lamented that I went for um, Peter Hiku instead of Taylor May because I'd kind of just played the money game. I saw that Hiku was going to make money, so I went him instead. And I liked even one, that one game that I saw from Taylor May last year. I just figured he looked good. He looked like a Brian Toor 2.0, and he's in an, the amazing team. So there's going to be attack for him. But I didn't go week one. I didn't make that mistake in week two. And I brought him in and I played him and he finished with a 97. Oh, I, I did make the mistake. I was I, I was played it too safe. I went with the principle you don't bring someone in until after they've played two games. Uh, but I should have. I should have. But, hey, I've got uh, Taylor Talmoan sitting on my bench ready to be sold for Taylor May. So pretty yeah. simple trades next week. Yeah, it's one of those ones that it rarely pays off when you do it early. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it'll pay off half the time, but half the time you've got ego in your face. Um, but it's worked out, it seems, with May. Um, the bad for me was Cody Walker. Um, it's a 51, but it, Cody Walker is, you know, you put him up there with Munster, um, and he's had a bit of a slow start to the year. It was a 27 to start the year, then a 17, which is terrible. 59 last week and 51. He's going to be under 600K next week. And if you have had a look at the South Sydney run, I am going to get Cody Walker in very soon. Because even the last two weeks with the troll back, he's been better. But it's not big tons. And it's not he's not you know covering his price tag. But I think that there's going to be some big scores on the horizon if you look at their draw. Dragons, Dogs, Tigers, Manly, Broncos. Oh, wow. New Zealand, Raiders, and Tigers again. Wow. Okay. Right. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sub 600 Cody Walker and and that run, he's going to be one of those cheapy 
you know, halves is going to go out of my team and I'm going to bring in Cody Walker. <laughs> Gotta hope Ilias breaks out soon then. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you've got to be you've got to think of something because he's going to be under five under under six hundred k next week. You could maybe get a look at him for the dragons, but you want him there for the dogs, I think. And all the game, it's the dogs tigers in a row. You know, you might miss your chance. Um, the ugly for me was Cleary. Um, he three point one percent brought him in, and it's kind of like what you said. You don't bring in someone after their first game. Well, it's his first game of the year. We know that Cleary is an amazing person, but. Uh, yeah, for super coach, but going right from round one, there was a pod move, 3.1% did. And two, he was 7.5% owned. Some people already had him, but he finished with a 34. <laughs> and I think that that was a lesson for people to, you could have got a couple of looks at him, you know, to see how he came back. It was yeah. a, a mistake probably to bring him in. And he was actually captained as well, over 2%. It looks like oh pretty much 3.1% brought him in, 2.9% captained him. Yeah, that, that hopefully they're all ghost teams that captained him. But <laughs> 34, I think it shows that it, him and Turbo are overpriced to start this season. They're not going to replicate last year. Yep. Cleary of last year would have had 80 or 90 in this game. Um, but it's just that's not the way it's going to be this year. I think we should be expecting uh, Nathan Cleary to drop 150K. I mean, you can probably prioritise him in a month's time. And I think you expect if you own Heinz, I think you've got to find a way to have Heinz and Cleary as your halves. Mm. Um, some honorable mentions in there. Targo, he has been, he's going to be close to buy the year. You know, he's such a competitor. <laughs> you can look at him out. He's got so much swag, actually, the way he plays too. 70 again this week. He's got a bit of ball play in him. He's got some tackle break, breaks. He goes in, looks for work. He puts his hits on as well in defense. He's a good one, and he gets an yeah. honourable mention. Kick out if you were one of those gutsy people. People got him for the cash rise. It, it didn't eventuate for you if you were one of those ones that held him. Eighty-two is pretty good. Um, well, very good, you know, for kick out. Cook with a sixty-nine. Um, look, you know, people that talk, uh, you know, in this half. Oh, sorry, in the in the dummy half position, Harry Grant, I think, is the absolute must. And he came out and whacked out a beautiful score this week. I think he's going to do it every week. But it's not going to be out of this world to go a Cook and um, Harry Grant hooker uh, combination, I think, to finish the year. Cook looks pretty good. He's been running a lot, you know, in the last couple of weeks. And he's one of those ones. He's going to be a South player going into that nice draw as well. Yeah, I'll- I'm very impressed with what he's put up so far this year. He is running more, as you say, and uh, his partnership with Cameron Murray is going to be vital to his stocks. The better Murray plays, the better Cook plays. And, uh, yeah, running Cook and uh, Grant as your hookers long-term could be the play this year. Yeah. Um, Honourable mention to Cam Murray. I brought him in. Um, I loved what I – I mean, I said it – I think I was talking to you guys in the – preseason saying I reckon that the captaincy is, is he's going to respond well to that there was a bit of an oddity starting him off the bench which got me a bit concerned but the last couple three weeks it's been 70 minutes a game and if he's got 70 minutes a game I think you'll score you 70 points and there wasn't anything exciting for him this this week and it was a 76 it's it's a lot more um, secure than um, a day for feeder you might have missed the boat though because mm. he is pretty expensive and he had a five um, break even. So he's probably going up, you know, to too high for you. Yeah. 
Campbell Graham, 72. We're going to talk about him in some of these targets for center wing. Um, a 72 again this week. He is, he doesn't need tries, you know, to score well. He, he did obviously score this week, but he's a he's a dead set good um super coach scorer. He's he kind of like reminds me of Tupu, but he's in the centers a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I've been quite impressed with uh Campbell Graham. He's been great. Uh, moving on to the Warriors versus the Broncos. Um, the good for me was Hass, 83. <laughs> you know, he's just he's he's your front row one. You lock him in, and he is really highly owned, isn't he? What is he? Um, he's so highly owned. It doesn't matter. Sixty-two percent. Yeah, if you haven't got him, get him in. I mean, you just lock him in. He's probably how how expensive is he now? But he's he's. I think. Let's see. He's around. I think he'll. He's around six twenty, and probably goes up to six thirty this week. Mm. 5.8% captain him. You wouldn't be too upset if you did, if you're not comparing it to Pappenhausen, 87. He's a safe pick. Um, the bad for me was Schneider. A lot of us were pretty confident after what we saw from him in, in the last round. He was outstanding to play him. It wasn't abs- absolutely shocking. It was a 38 and the Raiders got absolutely bloody dominated. I feel like I'm a Raiders fan. I feel exactly like how I felt supporting them in the 2000s. You know, in, the, in, that, in that that time, it was we'd turn up one week and play pretty bloody good, you know, and then the week after, it's like <laughs> we're the bottom team. We're the wooden spooners. And I think it's going to be week on, week off for us. It just seems like that. And I feel like deja vu of that, those those years. Um, but I don't know if I if you, if you can get better reserves in there. Um, you know, you could probably, I think, play him on soft matchups, but not on hard matchups. I think they've got the Melbourne Storm next week. I would not confidently play him. Yeah, no, definitely not a play next week. Um, the ugly for me was Starling. Um, there was a lot of chat that you don't need, um, you don't need Harry Grant. You can go Starling. He's going to play good minutes, and he's got that Cook 2.0 about him, and he's going to score an average 60. Well, I didn't agree with it. I think that he's a little bit too hit and miss, a bit of a yo-yo, and he was good last week. He came on and did that one amazing run and scored 70, um, but this week it wasn't great. It was 33, 2.8% people brought him in, which is a fair enough swing. It was 46, 39, and 70, and that's what you're going to get, I think, from Starling. I think the odd game, he'll do some sort of attackingly brilliant thing and get you to 70. Otherwise, it's going to be 30s and 40s. Yep, I brought him in. Um, I brought him and Grant. That Well, I had Grant for round two, but him and Grant were my hookups this week. Mm. Um, not going to lie, I was a bit disappointed. I mean, when the Raiders were getting – the Raiders were getting pumped, so I don't think I was expecting much tackling stats, but I was hoping he was a simple 40 without any major attacking stats. But, you know, I mean, they were getting absolutely, you know, what's the word? Beaten, I guess. <laughs> you know, getting beaten up. I mean, um, look, you, you yeah. know, if you kept Randall, Randall scored 60s, and I didn't play him because he's been yep. dogged lately. You know, oh, yeah, yep. he's been, but he's just going to slow burn away. And I didn't feel like I needed to do a trade because I felt like Starling would be sort of a 50s averaging, you know, hooker. But look, time, the jury's out. You know, he might come good. He might, we yeah. might warm up. I think if the Raiders are playing better, you probably expect better from Starling, but not, not this week. Um, the honorable I wish I men- talked to you last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the honourable mentions are going to go to DCE. It was a wonderful kicking game. I'm surprised he only scored 80, um, but he was sensational to me in that game. Um, not that you're going to have him. You've either got Hines or you went with Moses or, you know, and you're going to be looking for Cleary. So I, don't, I think people would have bypassed him. Um, Cooler was good. He came in. He's oh, a bottom yeah. price cheapie. He came in and looked really good to me. Look, high, had high involvement. Nice ball over there to the winger for the try. Fish with a 59. The only thing is, Des is traditionally a very loyal coach to those blokes out there. I don't think it's going to be um, Brad Parker that drops out. It's only going to be Harper that's going to be the chance, or if Turbo's got any time out of the team. So it's going to be one of those mm. ones that's not going to be a go, unfortunately, yeah. is it? Well, I, I've owned Cooler since round two, and he was my Billy Smith replacement. So I have played him for his 59. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll replace uh, Morgan Harper. And if he doesn't, then he's probably done enough to keep his spot over Brad Parker. But that could be a bit of bias coming from me. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed. Uh, he adds an extra dimension to their attack, which Brad Parker simply doesn't. And he hasn't didn't give anything up defensively. So I think long-term they should be running with cooler in their sides and one of Parker and uh, Harper will need to make way. Yeah. I mean, I I think uh, uh, from what I know, talking to a lot of um, Manly fans that Des loves Parker, loves him. So I don't know if he's going to get dropped and defensively he's pretty good, I think, but Harper to me makes a lot of mistakes and to me, I thought the cooler looked better than Harper, who played this week as well. Um, it'll be an interesting watch. I mean, for me next week, if if cooler holds his spot, I'll, I'll get rid of Cobo and I'll have you been. Yeah. Um, the, the worst thing that could happen for you is if he goes back to that bench role and plays five or ten minutes. Oh, and, and, gosh. and Dylan, Dylan Walker was injured too, so you never know. Yeah, it could be a possibility. Um, over to the cows versus the chooks. Um, the good was Joey Manu finished with 118 or did he finish with 118? Have they updated that game? Yeah. 118, not updated. Yeah. Not updated. 10.5% own Manu. And look this year with Manu, it's been a bit sort of up and down. You've had a 47, you've had a 29, you had a 75 last week, and then you've had 118 this week. So it's averaging out to be very good, but he's not always there. And so, He'll be in the discussion, you know, about center wings, but this week it was amazing. And if he if he started to ever play in that sort of turbo roaming, he, he was doing a bit of that, he'd be still someone I think that you could pick uh, in your center wing. Probably even yeah, close, sure. to, close to now you could do it. Yeah, like he's definitely a smoky option. Um, I reckon the, you may have missed the boat on him. He's, he'll have 75 and 118 in his break even. Yeah. Um, what was his break even heading into this week? That's a very important question. It was 63. So he probably goes up to around the 550K mark. Mm. Um, mm. If you've got a fallen gun at center wing, then I think you probably do flip him to Joe Manu. Otherwise, I just think you missed the boat on this one. Yeah, you might have. Um, on to the bad, it was Angus. 6.2%, 38 points, um, 7.3% of people jumped off, but he's still 6.2% owned. You must do it now. You must. Because, look, mm-hmm. I think he's going to come eventually back into that starting lineup, although Butcher's been pretty good. 
So there's no, there's no guarantee. And a coach like Robbo, he does reward, you know, effort and, and form. And it doesn't matter if your name is, is a bigger name or if you're on a higher salary. So there's going to be a time, I think, for Crichton, but it's not now, not with him coming off the bench. It went, you know, it's been going downhill. You know, 66, 45, 34, and a 38 this week. You've got to get off. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just think he's a great pickup probably post-origin when he's likely got his starting spot back. Uh, that's when we can consider him again. Until then, just I think just focus on Nat Butcher. Maybe hop on him for us, a quick cash grab. Yeah, uh, Chile's not bad. Yeah. Um, not bad. Yep. He's probably going up a bit high in price as well. Um, ugly for me was Nanai. 17.6% and you got a 30, 6.1% jumped on. There's, it's one of those ones like I did with Hiku. There was no way you could lose because you're always going to make money. And that's the yeah. thing that you got when you had Nanai. But a lot of people, I think, when Bo Fermor was out and stuff, would have played him. You got a 30. So he's been, you know, 56, 35, 130. So it's kind of like that hit and miss. If he doesn't get those tries, mm. I think they're going to be really low scores. I want to liken him to Homolo Kawatu. You've got to treat him exactly like him. Yep. He's undervalued. He has upside, but against top teams, he's going to have games in the mid to low 30s, which is okay. I think he'll probably get rise up a bit to the mid, late 30s. I think they missed a little bit of him, but otherwise, you know, that's his raw base. It's not 10 points higher. It's not like those elite second rowers, mm. but his upside in a second row is up there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he's, he, he's definitely going to put himself in positions to attack, he's kind of like, you know, a kick out there. There's going to get some attack um, and yeah. he's ma- making money. Um, honorable mentions in there, Victor Radley, everyone goes Victor Radley every year. We've never sort of thought he's been relevant, but he's owned, owned by 8% which is a little mm-hmm. surprising to me. Um, Rads hasn't done anything this year until this week, 21, 41, 44. And then this week um, we had a good one. So I wouldn't own him. Uh, I mean, good luck to you, those ones at 8%, but he, today, <laughs> this week was his first week. Um, one I wanted to mention was Tupu. He's been very, very oh, good. Yeah. Um, we'll cover him in the center chat um, for targets, but you know, you talk about a Joey Manu. For me, Joey Manu's up and down, up and down, but the base and the work ethic of Daniel Tupu really appeals to me. Um, I like him. If he scored an 80 this week. Um, we'll move on to the Storm versus the Dogs. It was an absolute shellacking. There is one very good this week, and it was um, Pappenhausen, 189. He was captained by 18.6%. That's, you know, I mean, everyone got allured into the um, – Nico Hines, and I think those people should have VC'd him and then gone into Paps. To me, I thought Paps could score 30 in goals alone, and that was why I just stuck with him because even if it was wet, I thought he would kick 30 in goals and, you know, just get something. You know, he'll get up to a 70 or yeah. at least. He was the obvious captain for me this week. Um, I don't think it was silly to go Teddy. I thought that they were going to get a job done on um, the cows the cows are actually pretty competitive in there, despite a lot of adversity, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of sim bins and stuff. Um, but I thought Pappenhausen was the guy to go this uh, week. Yeah, I tend to agree. You've always got to target the most lopsided matchup and captain, probably the best player 
in there for Supercoach. Most lopsided matchup this week was Storm Bulldogs. The best player in here for Supercoach is Ryan Pappenhausen. Therefore, your captain Pappenhausen. And he rewarded you big time with 189 points, pre-revisions. Um, there was no way he was never going to score below 100 points. He was always going to exceed the triple digits. Um, between the goal kicking, the likely tries and the assists, it was always going to happen. Yep. And, the, you know, he should have been captained by 40% this week. Yeah, I think some people, you know, a little bit of wet weather, a little bit of, you know, saw what Munster did last week and they thought he was the go. But to me, I always look at Melbourne when they've got one of the big guns out, the other ones step up. And when all the guns are on deck, you've got to make the, you've got to think about it real long and hard because that's when there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And we saw a couple of the big guns this week not score well. My bad is the cheese, 5.9% owned, um, 33 he did that role there, especially with Harry playing big minutes. Did, did Harry play the whole game? He, but it was he played eighty. It was the big the big minutes, and I think that cheese off the bench. I was surprised how much they played Josh King today for how many minutes they played him. Um, mm. But it wasn't a good score for cheese, and you know it's not. Um, you know he, he he's it's pod ownership, but you'll be spewing. I think and maybe starting to doubt your decision of bringing in cheese for this year playing. You know off the bench. Yeah, he's he's only a buy or even a consideration when Harry Grant's out. Um, I just think if Harry Grant could stay fit this year, we'll have a cut price Brandon Smith starting at hooker for the Roosters next year, and that's I think an asset we all want. Yep, that's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yep, agreed. Um, the ugly was Munster, twenty six points. I mean. <laughs> It just oh. it defies logic. You would have thought he would have just got in there and scored a try or put on a try or something, but it was mm-hmm. it was just, you know, he wasn't in it today. He, he, he yeah. just The haircut, everyone's saying. He cut his hair and now he can't <laughs> play any good, but I don't expect that that's going to be a long-term thing for Munster. I'm glad uh. I own Munster. And, you know, it's. I think these games are few and far between for him. It just surprised yeah. me with a 44-0 win. They went right. He didn't need to go right with them. Um, he was a passenger today. He he could afford to be a passenger. Uh, this score is an anomaly. You don't don't think about selling him at all. Just ride the wave. There's going to be a couple of games where this may happen, but not many at all. Um, he should return business as usual to these 70, 80-point scores next week. Yep, I agree. Um, a couple of honourable mentions in there. Um, Coates, 85. He, yep. he, you know, I think he's probably, of those ones in the 300Ks, I think he's been a success, you know, really. Yeah. This year to start. I mean, with you know, you took him because you thought he was going to score tries for Melbourne um, and he's getting some tries for Melbourne. You know, that, that's mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, price-wise, what's he at now? He's not 360. Been, yeah, and he had a break even of nine, so he'll go up, um, you know, this week, and he'll probably be well near four hundred. But if you've got stags, you know, I think it's a fair enough, you know, it's fair enough to go across 45, 60, and then now this seventy-one, uh, sorry, that 80, 85, That that's good scoring, I think, for someone that um, is at at that price. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Uh, he'll reach four fourteen point four fourteen thousand next week. Um, I brought him in this week as a replacement for 
Um, Bullamore, yes. Yeah. Bullamore replacement. Um, and that's really paid off. Yeah. Uh, his run over the next month is phenomenal. Uh, just be, having a winger on the end of the Melbourne Storm back line and having as many assets in the Melbourne Storm as possible can't hurt you at all. Uh, he's got the Raiders next week and the Sharks and the Warriors, Knights and then St. George. That's a dream run. He could, he will probably score a try in each of the next five games and he'll be pushing 60 at least in yep. each of the next five games. Yep. Good, good stuff. Um, moving on to, it was a demolition. The Eels were on today and Mitchell Moses, 146 points. You know, that's, he's getting up there in Pap's territory. I don't think many yeah. captained him, but 146. I, I was one of the guys in my dynasty league. He had Moses and Dylan Brown. So casual oh, 270 wow. points between two players. Amazing. Um, but he gets the good. And I put Brown in there as well. They're both equally good. Brown is having some sort of year. I mean, yeah. I'm going to target Cody Walker with their run that they've got coming up. But Dylan Brown looks like the best 5-8 option this year so far. 40, he started with a 40, 68, 100 last week, and then this big one, 24. He looks amazing. Yeah, he's had a negative five break even this week too. He's going to be 600,000 next week. <laughs> yeah, so he's um, got too expensive for you. you got to jump on Cody's yeah. price going down. You know, you, And those who started with him, well done. Yeah, very oh. I don't know if, yeah, okay. I've just had a look at who they've got in the next four weeks. The Gold yeah. Coast Titans, West Tigers, Newcastle, North Queensland. Yeah, it's a good um, It'd be a real shame if something was to happen to Cameron Munster, but if he could miss a month of footy, that would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good run. And he, he just looks, oh. every time he has the ball in his hands, he looks like he's going to you know, bust the line or put something yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but it's just going to have to be a well done, you know, he's 7% owned and it's well done to those people that have had him, you know, I mean, we got a hundred as those Munster owners last week, but you, you Moses owners have got him. I mean, you Brown owners have got a ton the last two weeks. Well done. Um, the bad, um, I'm going to put Paulo in there. It was an absolute demolition uh, of a game. 9% owned is Paulo, but it's a 32, you know, if you're running a Josh King in the front row getting 55, it must hurt those people who are running a Paulo, the 9%, getting a 32. Yeah, man. Oh, I don't know what's happened. Like, in 2020, he was an offloading beast, absolute gun. But I think he just went to ball playing tonight and ball playing lock, and that's just no good. Mm. Um, I'd much rather have a more, from an Eels perspective and an NRL perspective, I'd much rather have a more uh, nimble you know, lightweight at lock, like Bryce Cartwright sort of thing, who had that magical flick pass at the yeah. end. That oh, was phenomenal. It was vintage Bryce there, vintage yeah. the party party. Look, that's the thing with Paulo is meat and potatoes is 50s, which is what he's getting when he's doing well, 54 and 58, but it's on the outside of both of those. There's a 32 and a 35. You know, if you're one of the 9% there, I, I really just think 481,000, um, you know, think about something else because I don't think it's going to be there for you. Um, some honorable mentions, IPAP, 72 points. My sort of plan was to try to stack the pack a bit. And, you know, i got Murray in there as first order of business. And I was like, I'm going to get rid of David Fafita for the same price. I can go to IPAP. It's probably sideways, but he's much more reliable. 
you know, for a 70s. He's yeah. had a, a good year. I think his value is probably in the front row, to be honest. My plan was I'll start him off in the second row, and then Josh King gets dual because he's playing back row, and then I can flick him down to the bench in second row and get IPAP up to the front row. It's not out of the question for me to do to just sew up, you know, that second row. was well, to sew up the, the pack, really, but maybe I mm. – Bank the money. I'll have to think about that in between now and um, kickoff next week. But I'm perhaps having a pretty good year, not to the length heights that we had last year, but that's probably imbalance, I think, with the game yeah. itself. And I think mm. 70s is, is fantastic if you can lock it in the, in the front row or second row. Yeah, absolutely. I went with a pod move and started him from round one at front mm. row yeah. over Payne Haas. That's pay, paid off so far. I've got yeah. Payne Haas in round two. So yeah. I'm running with a front row of Papa Lee and Haas. Yeah, yeah, I got lucky on that one. But he's churning out some great scores. Um, He's he's still looking just as involved as he did last year. Mm. And the great thing is he hasn't had major attacking stats yet. So Mm. he's just been doing getting through a mountain of work. And then his draw opens up now. And I think we'll see him cross the line at least once in the next couple of weeks. Yep. And then it's going to be a hundred. And even if he gets a line break, you'll be up in then, you know, yeah. he's just always around that seventies mark. Um, honorable mention to hunt um, 80 points. It's a good score in an absolute demolition by the other team. Um, I'll also give an honorable mention to Penasini. I was in a chat group where the people were saying they were worried about Penasini, but I wasn't. Um, you know, he played the storm last week for twenties and otherwise it's been high forties, nearly 50. Um, yeah. I think that he takes runs, he hits and sticks with his tackles, you know, and he, he chimes in in those backline moves and does his part. He catches and passes nicely, um, you know. <laughs> I don't understand why so, for his price. I think he's been a fantastic buy. Three out of four yeah. in the center wing have been successful scores. So I have no worries about him. Yeah, no, just if you're outside back against the Melbourne Storm, you just write that off as an anomaly, right? It's going to halt his cash production for a little bit. But the next month, he's going to have a massive spike to counteract that one 20-point gain. He's had a 66 already to even out the 20-pointer to match it probably around that early 40s mark, which is roughly what I'd expect from him between 40 and 60 each week, other than Melbourne Storm, where he probably scores 20s. I think you'll see him bottom out at mid 400s I think that's reasonable mm-hmm. and he's playing very well yeah I agree um all right well let's finish off the show. I mean ordinarily I would have you make Kim's trades this week but I think she'd been max trading and her team's probably sitting okay so I'll probably give her a week off trades because she's going to run out of trades if by round 20 you know also she keeps max trading um but let's talk center wing um you know, center wing is one of those ones you can start the year with cheapies and hopefully all the cheapies come off. We've had some successes in there in Targo and I think the Penasini's are on his way, um, you know, but we haven't really hit it with Stags. We haven't really hit it with Cobo. We haven't hit it with Amone, um, Billy Smith. Smith. Yeah, so it's probably 
You know, it's got to be a thought for you to start to get some of those ones that you can lock in. I know a lot of people have Aiken down there for 40s and 50s, you know, probably average, I think, for him. Um, Bo Furmore has been fantastic. That was a bit of a blow for him to be out. Um, if you can get one of them down in there, that's fantastic. But I wanted to talk about some center wing targets moving forward. We know that we talked about Souths with their nice run. I wanted to cover one first, and that is Alex Johnston. We know when Souths are attacking, and I mean, they don't look as though they're attacking as brilliantly as they did last week, but the left side is getting better, I think. Um, and he scores this year. He had a 49 in round one, a 64 in round uh, two, a 35 in round three, and a 74 in round um, four. So, I mean, he's averaging out in the 60s. He's had... Yeah. You know, Two and a half out of four. Good scores, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he He's probably still got a bit of cash to drop, but when he bottoms out in the early 500s, I think you hop on him. Yeah. If it has to be, I think he's probably one more round. Yeah, one more round, I'd say. And yep. then I think I'd be getting on him. So yep. give him the game against the Dragons and then buy into him because um, it. Tate, if you're not keen on Tayo, which I don't understand why you would be, but if something was to happen to Tayo, I suppose, uh, he's a great match to an Alex Johnson type. But for now, you just got to find a way to buy low on some of these falling guns. Yeah. And I think Johnson could be one of them. Yep, definitely. Um, on to another um, one that has started the year well. He, he may not be for you now because you're priced out of him, but with South going on the run, uh, we mentioned Campbell Graham. He's actually got a success rate of three out of four this year. It was a 60, it was a 78, it was a 30, it was a 72. He's, you know, there's only one better than him for success. I, I count a success 60 and above in the center wing, um, and he's started the year very, very well. He might be a bit too expensive for you to go with, but in that South's run, I think he's going to do very well. Yeah. Um, he's. I think he's a great example of, um, you know, players on the rise that are finally going to have their breakout year. I think this will finally be the year we see Campbell Graham become a permanent gun in, in centre wings for Supercoach. Yeah. Um, he's always had the game, but just not got enough ball because Dane Gagai has been, um, taking it off him, but now yep. it's Campbell Graham. It's his time to shine. Yep. Um, Tupu is one that we mentioned, um, 36 mm. to start the year, then a 72, a 71, and an 80. And that's the thing. It was a bit of a, you know, they, were, they weren't the greatest in round one and it affected his score. But ever since then, it's been brilliant scoring. You can't do much better, I think, in Central England 70s other than sort of Tago. You know, he's, he's so good. You know, Tupu, I love him as a footballer. Um, and yeah. he's kind of like one of those ones that you'd love to finish the year with. If you locked him in, I don't think you're you're very, very rarely upset with him. Yeah, no, he's an outstanding footballer. And he's had three scores of 70-plus in a row now. Again, the Roosters run, it opens up a bit. Mm. And I want to get as many stocks in these top-tier teams as possible. And I think the Roosters probably end up being a top-tier team this year. So yep. I'm I'm actively looking to get uh, backline members from these top teams. And, well, Daniel Tupo fits that bill and he's been on fire. 
Yep. Uh, we mentioned Manu. It's been a 47, a 29, a 75, and a 118. Um, it's all going to average out really well. That's the thing because he can go a ton when he's when he's on these on fire games. Um, but he's got a two and a half out of four, so that's around the um, AJ hit rate so far. It was with a big one hundred in there, but he's somebody I think you know people have got him. They started the year with him, and that's well done to you. And I think I probably would go Tupu and AJ and Graham ahead of him personally, um, just because I think that they average. You know, they've got a better floor than him. Um, Ramian, <laughs> he's a bit of a left field one. Two and a half out of his four scores have been good. He started with a 23, went to a 54. We couldn't even really call that a bad score. It's, it's quite solid. Um, but then a 74 and a 72. He's always sort of been one of those ones on the cusp of being, you know, a tackle-breaking, you know, weapon. And the Sharks are on the improve this year. Um, you know, two and a half out of four. He's probably a bit left field and I guess... You know, if you ever put him up against the Tupu, you know, you probably would take Tupu instead for the same price. But, you know, if you're a pod hunter, I don't think he's the worst. No, I had him last year in the back half of the year and he was amazing. He would churn out 60s and 70s for fun and he wouldn't look like he was going to go low ever. Mm. Uh, the only issue with Rainian last year is that he didn't score many tries. Yep. Um, that's something that I think... Ideally, he does more of because, you know, that's the one thing missing from him that will make him into the best centre wing and super coach. 1% ownership, however, for Jesse Ramian. Yeah. In the off chance that the tries do start to flow, um, Jesse Ramian is a super pod mm. and he's early 500. Okay, he's probably around 550. Mm. I think that's a reasonable price for Jesse Ramian. Yep. Um, another one of his friends there at the Sharks is Sione Katoa. He can he's one of the best finishers, I reckon, in the league. Um, yeah. it, was a, it was a bad start. It was 15. But let's just get that out of the way because after that, it's been 80, 78, and 70. So it's kind yeah. of like Tupu figures. Um, mm. he's, he's a good finisher. And I like to go a winger sometimes in, the, in there because there's a chance of tries. Yeah, I, I do like the upside Katoni, Katona has. Katona, interesting. Uh, Katoa has. <laughs> uh, he's he's looked that try on that, that grounding on the week on uh, Friday was really good, uh, and he is, has been a very good finisher for a very for quite a while now. So, um, I would be all over him if it wasn't for Matt Ikavalu being there or thereabouts. Katoa was a couple of bad games away from losing his spot and having Ikevalu come straight back in. Mm. You know, they're probably both equal in super coach ability, but I just don't think Katoa's quite got the job security for a pick. I mm. much right. I would probably take Ramian before I'm taking Katoa. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And another one I want to mention uh, who is three and a half out of four for good scores this year. I don't know if you could guess him. Um, Stephen mm. Crichton. Oh, yes. He's having a, whip, a ripping year. Yeah, 75, 41, um, 85, and 64 this week. So he's scoring, you know, really well. Obviously, this week we had Cleary back who took the goals and it was a 64, which is pretty good. Um, it wasn't an easy matchup really with the – the Rabbitohs, they were in it for most of it. Um, you know, he's 
cheaper, I think, than all of those. He's probably going to go up in over 500 this week as well. But I would probably be targeting Tupu and AJ and Graham, I think, as my one, two, and three with the draw upcoming for the Roosters and for um, the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I, I do like Stephen Crine as a uh, rugby league player, but the super coach, other than that, when he was a cheapie in 2020, he's never had an amazing super coach game. He's very try-dependent. Uh, but in saying that, if he gets the tries, then there's no reason not to pick him. Yeah, well, that's it. And I mean, he's in a good team, so it could possibly happen, you know, on the regular. Um, look, I mm. just think there's some, those are just some names I wanted to throw out there to the listeners. I think if you can get, you know, a Cobo, you get some of these ones and, and look, yeah, you're going to have to play the price game. You get the ones that you want when they're dropping out and they're getting to a good price. That's why you might get a look at Cody for the next week, you know, and then you get him in the mid 500s and that's just cheap as chips for Cody. Um, you know, and like you said, watch one more for AJ. You might get him, you know, at, at the price and go on those runs with AJ, which was one of the better moves, you know, a lot of people did last year. Um, but there's some names to think about, I think, in there. Um, in the second row, I think it's really hard this year. I went and took the Murray target this year. I think he could be, you know, I think at the moment he's the top averaging, you know, second row forward this year. Yeah, he's been on fire. I can't knock him. He's going to be over 700,000 next week. And um, he's putting up some great numbers. Yep. And, yeah, he's returned to his 2019 form in an NRL sense. And yeah. I hope it keeps going for him. Yeah. I mean, the thing that sort of pushed me over the line was their their run. I mean, some people were saying, oh, Ada, you're chasing points because he scored 100 last week. But I was like, I liked him in the preseason. I just didn't want to spend the money of him, on him and I went for feeder instead. But as soon as I was able to rectify it once my thoughts that he would respond to the captaincy and that he might get a bit of minutes uptake, which he seems to have got being the captain. I think yeah. they keep him on field, you know, for more minutes. He's playing 70 minutes. I think it's a no brainer. It might be too expensive for people now <laughs> to go there. But I mean, this is the thing that I wanted to ask is, is there even a clear cut two or three? you know, in the second row forward or four or five, I think it's a real lottery, you know, for the rest of them mm. in there. Um, I have Hamoli in there now, but I'm not overly impressed. I think it was a 50 or something this week. I think he's a fine enough one to hold there, I guess, you know, wait for some attack. I, I don't mind yeah. a, a mixture of attack, attacking re- reliant ones and a few sort of base ones, but um, I've got Fafita in there and I'm thinking of moving him on, but I just don't know who down to. Who do I want to be your number two yeah. or number three? Um, second row forward. Well, had Patrick Carrigan stayed fit and not done his MCL on the weekend, I would have said that he's a fine option. Mm. Uh, Ruben Cotter at 380K, he's churned out a 62 and a 56 in a round, at a round of one PPM. Uh, he's playing good minutes. Uh, I don't mind him as a pick. Hooker, second rower, 380K. There's worse options. Um T. If Wilton, you're looking to if he, if he held T. Wilson, I was about to say, I was about to say him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a great option. He looks like a great NRL player, great super coach, second rower. Um, if he can hold his spot, as you say, then I think he's probably a he's an indefinite hold until he loses his spot. Yeah, and I mean, some of the others that I've had my eye on were Josh Curran, who he sort of not at the heights that he was at 
you know, last year, but he's 66 point averaging second row forward, 596. What was his B this week? 71. So he'll be a little bit cheaper next week. Um, you know, if you're trying to save money off David Fafita, you know, I don't think you're going to do it going down to someone like a Curran. You're going to get the same sort of points and you're only going to get a 50K, you know, off it. So you might as well just hold Fafita. Mm. Yeah, it's trying to find value in there. I think that, you know, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on a Nanai. Look, I like Ruben Cotter if he starts at lock. I don't I don't feel as confident with him off the bench, but he's been in pretty good minutes off the bench. Um, you know, yeah. and Jai Arrow, you know, but I've, I think he was a front for, front row prospect. Um, he's better to, to put in the front row, but 480K. It's, it's hard, I think, for second row this year. Yeah, there is. You've got your former guns like your Cameron McInnes's, when they bottom out, then I think you've got to you've definitely got to consider him. If he can ever get that, if he can start again, then I think there's some serious value because he was an absolute workhorse and super coach seems to be favouring the workhorses again. And if he goes back to a starting role, um, then I think you've got to snap him up. But I will not go anywhere near him until he's starting. Yeah, uh, another player. Yeah, another player would be uh, Jack Bird. If he's at 5'8 long term, uh, mm. you could do worse than having a 5'8's upside in your second row. Uh, mm. What's he? 5'10 probably maintains roughly that price this week. Yeah, 61 break even, so he won't change much in value at all. Uh, Jack Bird's probably my favourite option if you're trying to look for um, a second rower that isn't an Olakawatu or a, I guess, a Nanai or a Cotter. They're probably yeah. the guys I'm going before I'm going a Jack Bird. Yeah. I mean, another few names. Tupanu has been okay. He's averaging 54, but it's 490K. Um, one I pointed out to a, a listener last week who was saying, who can you give me that's in the low 400s? And I put it, um, Corey Waddell ahead to him, um, 428K. Mm-hmm. He's had a um, break even at 27, so he'll only go up a little bit. Did all right this week against the Melbourne Storm, and obviously with Jack Hetherington out for the rest of the year, um, you know, he, you could save a couple of hundred K, you know, from Fafita down to him. Yeah. He got 45, did he? Yeah. It's a Storm. That's perfectly passable. Yeah. Um, I would have put him probably at a 50, 55-point average most weeks. Yeah, uh, I think he's a, he's a solid pick. Nothing wrong with him. Yeah, at all. Well, I mean, I think those are just some some food for thought. You know, particularly those people are thinking about selling for feeder because I, I really think you either hold for feeder or you bank two hundred k. That's my thought. You know, because yeah. you've got to make you've got to trade him and get something out of it. You can't just well go sideways to someone who's going to score ten points more. You know, it's a waste of a trade. Yeah. Um, we'll, finish the, we'll finish the show with one last question. If you're planning on going to a Cleary or you're looking at getting a Cody Walker, we've had these two cheapies that are sort of, I think they're starting to, you know, get their feet, you know, in first grade in Schneider and Ilias. At the moment, which one would you sell? If you're having to sell one of them to get one of these guns that you want to upgrade to. Mm. I think I mean, you've got you know, to sell Ilias. Yeah. I mean, look, Schneider, he's been probably shown a little bit more super coach credentials and he's kicking yeah. goals, but that um, South draw is very nice. 
Yeah, it just depends on. I per, I'm a I'm a believer that the big breakout game for Lockie Elias is probably two weeks away at most. But Brad Schneider, he's got a super coach friendly game. His side can put up six points, and he's still churning out close to forty. Um, all I'm seeing is a goal kicking halfback at around two hundred thousand dollars. He should at least. Um, double in value, probably reached that $500,000 bracket because he's been performing very well in an NRL sense and a super coach sense. Yeah. Uh, Lockie Ilias, however, he's had one good... He's He was he was good in an NRL sense against the Roosters last week and he's been good in a super coach and an NRL sense this week against the Panthers. If he scores that try that was disallowed, he's at 83, 84 points. Mm. But it didn't eventuate, obviously. Um, he's very close to a breakout game, but I think you'd have to sell Elias if I was to pick of the two. Yeah, and I always think about it like how many guns, how many people are going to be taking points off him in a team and there's a bunch of them in South that are going to take points off him. Yeah. You know, so, and whereas with, Ili- with um, Schneider, there's not a heap of them. Jack is a lazy half and Schneider's going to handle the ball plenty in that Raiders team. <laughs> Yeah, well, Nathan, thanks so much for coming on. People can look you up on all the socials uh, for under the Supercoach Guns, uh, or if you look up the Supercoach Hub uh, on all the socials, you can join the Discord where there's a, a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of different sports for people to follow and chat Supercoach with. Yeah, um, we've got well over 600 members now on the Supercoach Hub. I'll get the exact numbers uh, up here. Yes, here we go. Yes, 662 members right now. Mm. It's uh, We're very active. We've covered NRL, AFL, and then several other sports. We have uh, cricket, racing, motorsport, basketball, and American football group chats. Mm. We, we cover in-depth in NRL and AFL, uh, great community, and we have two former champions, uh, three people that have been in the top 10, three people in the top 20, and the majority of the people who are part of this server are seasoned super coach players who have great minds and you can mm. get great uh, insight and tips from. Beautiful. I think I got wrestled by two people in the old super coach hub uh, leagues <laughs> this week. I mean, how do you get 12, 80 and you lose? But that's the thing. There's some people in there yeah. that know they're super coach and, and, you know, are pretty bloody good players. But Anyway, thanks so much for coming on late notice. I'm, I appreciate it a great deal. I enjoy talk, talking Super Coach with you. Um, how, what's your rank overall to start the year? You, after this week, you will obviously hopefully oh. see some green arrows, but what are you looking at so far yeah. for the year? Well, it was a shocking start, as I think everyone experienced. It was around 80,000 to start the year. <laughs> uh, but I've made my way, thanks to Nico Hines and some other pod plays to 3,660th. Beautiful. And, yeah, I should hopefully get into top 2,000 this week with a 1,291. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting at 7,725, so if I can go up a 1,000 or something, that'd be nice. But, yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to be after four rounds and setting up your yeah, team. for sure. Um, but thanks for, for coming on, and we'll talk to you again um, later on in the year. I mean, I've got a song that I already pre-recorded, and you can listen to it when you listen back. Thank you. Thanks, mate.
You work all day for some old man. Sweat and break your back. Yeah. You go home to your castle, but your queen won't cut you slack. That's true. That's why you're losing all your hair. That's why you're overweight. Uh-huh. That's why you flipped your pickup truck right off the interstate. That's right. Except for the pickup truck. There's a lot of bull ahead you. There's nothing you can do. Your wife don't understand you, but I do. Your wife don't understand you, but I do. Said no one understands you, but I do.